Welcome to the Fish Fry. We're coming at you every Friday. My name's Courtney, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric. We are the two co-founders of Sourfish Events. Last week, we did not have a podcast episode because we have been so busy with the virtual run and getting packets out and just, you know, just getting everything going and you know, all that for this for this fall. So the last episode we had would have been episode number 24, and that was with a different co-host, our employee, Zoe Mori. And Zoe and I talked all about International Day of the Girl. And we also had a special guest on from Girls in the Run. So if you want to hear that, check out episode 24. Eric and I are going to talk about Gordy's Pumpkin Run, what's been going on here at Sourfish Events, and we're calling it the Midfall Review. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we're at the end of October and heading into November, so we figured it's a great time to kind of take a look back at what we've been doing over the past few weeks. Really kind of, we'll probably dive into like what we've done the entire fall and then where we're at now here at Sourfish Events and kind of looking into maybe a little into 2021. Um, not too much because we still have to survive the rest of 2020. But yeah, we just kind of want to talk freely about what's been going on. So um, Courtney, kind of talk with us, you know, I guess to give people a recap, beginning at the, uh, you know, end of August, what's been going on? Kind of walk us through what we've done at end of August, September, October, and we can get to where we're at now. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're seven weeks into the virtual run, which is crazy to me. And we still have four weeks left. Um, so still plenty of time to do it if you haven't done your virtual run yet. But, you know, at the end of August, we we really started ramping up everything for this year's run with the lightweight tech, tech hoodie reveal. That was, what, mid-August? Yeah, like Mid third, to third, late. Week, third week of August. Okay, and so we did that. And then, um, you know, at the beginning of August, we prepared to get thousands of shipments out um, right before, you know, right after we revealed the lightweight tech hoodie, we got thousands of shipments out so that many of you would have them by September 1st when you, when you started the run. And... If anyone is listening and wondering, you know, like, why don't I have mine yet or where, like, how those people get them so early? They registered in March, April, May, June, July, and early August. That's how. Um, so we open registration every year. Uh, when is it? Early spring, like typically like late March, early spring. And yeah, if you want to be on that list of getting your packets super early, that's the timeline to register. Yeah. So again, um, I think to, to like, summarize what you said there yeah. is that we started off with a bunch of registrations to fulfill and get out the door mm -hmm. and we're a very very small company there's three of us and we of course have talked about race day events who we partnered with um in previous years to help at our physical location-based race races and they actually are doing a lot of the fulfillment for us this year and they are a small company too so yeah, we've been um, you know together just going crazy, sending out packets, waiting for shipments. Dreaming um, of packets, dreaming of pumpkins. Yeah, like. it's been a crazy <laughs> fall. And I think um, you know one thing that you know 2020 has thrown a wrench into everything, including supply chain logistics. Mm -hmm. So ship manufacturing was delayed. Um, getting the actual shipments of lightweight tech hoodies here was delayed a little bit. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a Oh, I don't want to say fun. It's been a learning It's been experience. a learning experience for sure. And it has been fun. Like seeing how all of you interact with us on social, like this is, I mean, we've been doing the virtual run since 2016, but this is the first year where all of the events have turned into the one virtual run just because every in-person event was canceled. So um, 
it's weird. Like even thinking today, I'm like, oh, we should be in Akron right now. Yeah, you said this morning about. <laughs> I was like, I want that grilled cheese. Yeah. And if you listen to one of our podcasts about our favorite food on the road, you would know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I know everyone in our industry had to, you know, pivot. And yeah. again, we've talked about how lucky we are because we've done our virtual run since 2016. Um, obviously, we haven't done it to the extent that we did this year. Where, yeah. like you just said, we had to switch. Um, our virtual run or our overall our run to a hundred, hundred percent virtual, yeah. which was, you know, that was, that was a learning curve, but yeah, um, that kept us really busy, at, you know, the end of August and all through September and October. And I think one of the things that you just touched on is that it's been so fun seeing everyone get outside. We've had mm-hmm. incredible engagement on Instagram, on the Facebook community group. Um, even people just like emailing in and telling us, you know, what they've been doing and how much, you know, this, this uh, event has just kind of gotten them outside their house and, you know, had something to look forward to. So really when we're in the midst of, you know, we've been really busy, Yeah, but it's been really good seeing all this engagement from you guys. And again, we are, you know, what we consider like mid fallish. So just because October is coming to an end, we have all of November to get through and we want to keep that engagement up. Yeah, and just, I know a lot of people consider this to be a Halloween run, but we don't consider it that at all. That's why we're like, we're still moving in through through um, November and want you guys to keep staying engaged, keep running, do the November challenge for the Fall Natic Challenge. November, November Dash Challenge. Yeah, November Dash Challenge for the Fall Natic Challenge and, you know, have fun and just keep at it. So that's really awesome with all the engagement and we really want to see you guys keep it up all fall long and that means going into November. So fun and we're excited to see what's to come, but we also in our mid-fall review wanted to talk about all the donations that have been seen across our charities that um, we've partnered with this fall. So for Gordy's Pumpkin Run, we have a national charity partner, Girls on the Run, as many of you know, and Gobbles Free Range 5K supports uh, Team No Kid Hungry. So Courtney, for people that don't know, can you briefly talk about both uh, Girls on the Run and Hungry? Yeah, so um, Girls on the Run, as you guys have probably heard us talk about before, we have a couple episodes about them. They're a national charity partner, and they host an after-school program for young girls who really just empowers girls to be the best versions of them, um, empowers them, instills confidence in them, and they do this through, um, through training them to run a 5K. So... It's really incredible, and you guys have raised so much money for them. Sitting at, as of this podcast recording, $155,469.03. Wow. Yeah. What was the goal originally? The original goal was $50,000. So we've uh, done that three times over. Mm -hmm. And by we, that's you guys. You guys. So we donate a dollar for every every registrant to Girls on the Run. And so, I mean, by the time this is all said and done, we're, we're going to be well over $200,000. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, it's something that goes to show how good of an organization they are. Because, again, you know, a lot of people don't donate to organizations they don't believe in. And you guys have come out super strong. And it's just really, it's really awesome. Um, so we're thrilled with that. And there's Gobbles. Um, Gobbles Free Range 5K is supporting No Kid Hungry. And basically, No Kid Hungry, you know, make sure that kids are not going to go hungry. They work with schools and nonprofits nationwide to ensure uh, they need. 
And even like this year with the coronavirus, one in four kids may face hunger. So this is really important that we're supporting them and helping them. And, you know, since Gobbles Free Range 5K, it is a smaller event. It's brand new. And we haven't been doing this for years, but we still set a lofty goal of raising $30,000 for them, um, for their organization. And we have raised $32,199 as of this recording. So yeah, that's, that's in looking at the numbers for gobbles for like our participants, we are about 60% sold out as of today. So that means we, you know, we're going to, and Thanksgiving is still um, well, well over a month away, five weeks away-ish maybe, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. something. I'm not calculating It's four it. and a half. Whatever it might yeah. be, um, it's still quite a ways away. So what I'm getting at is that we already surpassed the initial goal that we thought was kind of lofty. Um, we're already $2,000 above it. We still have a lot more people to sign up. So we're really hoping, I think this kind of caught us by surprise. We didn't expect for it to go up this week. So I think we're going to have to regrouping that goal because yeah. again we want you know it's great that we hit the goal but we definitely want to raise as much as but let's possible. keep it going yeah um so yeah it's been really cool seeing just how much people are willing to give to these awesome organizations um especially in a year like this where negativity going around overall across the country mm-hmm. um this is definitely a bright light so it is it's a very bright light and i love seeing it so Let's move on to the next subject. So, Courtney, what have you been working on over the past couple weeks here at SFE? Uh, Great question. So a lot of what I've been working on these past few weeks has been customer service and social media. So they kind of go hand in hand, but you know, we were a small team. Like we said, we come in on Mondays with a few hundred emails to say the least. Um, lots and lots of Facebook messages, lots of comments. So it just takes some time to get through all of that. And shout out to Zoe, our rock star uh, employee, who's definitely been handling emails like a pro. But yeah, that's been a lot of what I've been working on. Um, and then also, you know, beyond that, you know, that's like a lot of social media as far as engagement and creating stories, creating posts, sharing and, and engaging with all of you out there on social. Yeah. And um, I know you've been crazy busy. You and Zoe have been crazy busy with that, um, which usually does get like this time of year. It's, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's expected people emailing and asking, you know, how to post results. Yeah. Um, you know, just this, lots of questions. Yeah, just lot, so many questions, questions out there. So it just takes time. So yeah. if, if you email us, trust us, we are going to get back to you. But I'm sorry if it takes a day. Like, it, yeah. there's a lot of Especially them. <laughs> on Mondays because, again, we answer emails Monday through Fridays. Yeah, and, we do um, try and have some somewhat of a balance in the fall. And yeah. So we, we answer emails Mondays, Mondays through Fridays. Um, I try and answer some Facebook messages on the weekend when I can. But, again. And a great resource is our yeah. com under the FAQs. Oh, yeah. Most of the things that people email in can be found right there. Correct. So, so yeah. if you want to do that, that's awesome. But we're happy to answer. For sure. Um <laughs> So I'll answer the same question, kind of what I've been working on, and it's been a lot of getting things ready for um, Gobbles and Gobbles Free Range 5K. Shout out to Gobbles. Gobbles Free Range 5K is still about four and a half-ish weeks away, I think, uh, Thanksgiving time. But I've been preparing emails to kind of help explain to people how everything works. So if you are signed up for that... um, you're going to receive an email here in a few weeks to tell you how everything works. That's actually something I created this week. Yay. And that's meant to be to help you figure out how to make the most of it. So we want the virtual run to be easy. And I know um, 
you know, people have questions on how do I submit my results? How can I share photos? How can I engage with you guys? That's all going to be in that email. So that email is designed to help you guys navigate the, I guess, technical parts of it. So you Mm -hmm. can really just enjoy it and not have to worry about that and spend more time with your family on Thanksgiving. Yes. And you don't have to do it on Thanksgiving. You have all week. but 22nd through the 29th. Um, Yes. Beyond that, we still have some spots left for Gordy. So we're about 95% sold out right now. So I've also been working on trying to get that like last push because, you know, it's really nice at the end of the fall to say yeah we sold out all of our spots so we still have some spots left getting the word out on that so i've spent a lot of my week doing that and i think one thing we haven't talked about and this is stuff we we're working on right now and it kind of segues into what we're working on next but um merchandise for 2021 i'm so excited so speak about that a little bit without giving anything away yeah so we've already started merchandising and designing for 2021 um like you know we've talked about this in other podcasts where we talk about the entire process of what goes into it and so just so you know yeah we're starting now the season isn't even over yet and we already know when next year's training tank tops are going to look like training t-shirts will look like and what the finishers medal is going to look like yeah and they're awesome um, they're very very cool we've spoken about the design group many times on this podcast and they are really just somehow they can take what we want and like put it on like it's I don't yeah know. like we just give them our ideas and they make it happen yeah and make it happen better than we envisioned yeah so, um, <laughs> we haven't formally approved anything yet so kind of and you can listen to some of our older podcasts but we have a process for everything especially design wise so we have the designs we're waiting for samples and then we can approve them but um, very excited for all of it. Same. Let's talk a little bit about what's to come. So Courtney, what's kind of on your horizon for the next couple weeks? 2021. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's time. It's about that time of the season, of the year. You know, I'm going to obviously continue everything I just said, but there, we're getting to that point in the year where once we wrap up Gordy's and Gobbles, it will be time to focus solely on 2021 and what we can make happen. Uh, you know, focusing on if and when and where we can do in-person events again. Um, if we cannot do in-person events again, how are we going to make the virtual run even better for 2021? So really just all of that. <laughs> yeah. And I know the merchandising you, you just spoke of is part yeah. of it. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, kind of like the... Uh... The elephant in the room and that is 2021 for events as a whole like in person and not just us let's start with like the industry as a whole then you sure kind of narrow in on kind of where we're at yeah so i mean i think as a whole there's just a lot of unknowns there really hasn't been any guidelines for events out there like over like overarching like guidelines like people have event directors across the country have been able to host some successful you know, socially distanced events. Um, but it's basically everyone taking taking their own take on it and working with the health department where they're where they are and really just making sure that everyone is safe where wherever they are. Yeah, I think, you know, so so much goes in these events and not just our events, but speaking for the industry, there's so much time, energy, thought, and of course money that goes into mm-hmm. making a successful, safe event. Um, and that's kind of, you know, with the unknowns that you spoke of, that's where a lot of people are kind of hesitant right now because we don't know, we can't look into the crystal ball and see 
when it's going to be deemed, you know, right. safe to go out there and, you know, host a, a 5K right. like in our, our um, you know, our example. Yeah. But um, that's kind of, you know, we're, we're all, we all want to get out there, but For we sure. want to do so when wait. it's, when it's, you know, deemed safe and we can, you know, people feel safe yeah and everything is back to you know somewhat of a normal feeling yeah i mean i know like events here in new york city have semi returned like a few a few races like i know new york city runs has started doing a few Mm -hmm. in person and new york roadrunners has all have also started doing a few in person so you know i'm kind of eager to sign up for one of those and see like go and kind of experience it for myself and see how things are going but I in the industry I think a lot of people are going to have some decisions to make here very shortly especially with winter and spring events just because like you said there's time effort money there's so much planning that goes into these that if they plan the whole thing and it has to get canceled at the last minute it's not it's it's not for anyone involved yeah and I think one thing I want to say and you know do your own research before you just take my advice blindly but if you are comfortable with going to an in-person event and you hear about someone in your area, you should absolutely go and support whoever it is that's putting on these events. Because again, they are spending a ton of time and a ton of money to make sure that these events mm-hmm. are safe. Again, any reputable company is going to make sure they're safe. So like, that's why I'm saying make sure you do, do a little research. bit of research. But these people, like the event industry has been just ravaged as like economically because of this. And so if you have someone that's kind of like putting themselves out there and you to know, try to make a socially distanced 5k happen. Yeah. Like, and a lot, these, and the, the sad thing is for these, you know, these, especially races like this, they're not making a ton of money. If any money, maybe breaking even or potentially losing a little bit of money just because they can't have numbers there's all these new costs incurred. Mm-hmm. So if you are, if you feel safe going out there and doing a run, I highly encourage you to, because it's going to help, you know, those event producers get back out there. Yep. I agree. I'll take a step back from the 2021 stuff and kind of talk about what I'll be working on over the next couple of weeks. So obviously we have the end of Gordy's happening. Mm-hmm. So we're working Sad. on that. Sad. Yes. <laughs> But um, now we're, I'm really starting to switch my gears over to gobbles. So we are shi- happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are shipping out all packets uh, right before the start of the virtual run period. So that's going to be about mid-November-ish. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with Race Day Events, who is going to be our fulfillment partner for gobbles. So I'm working with them to make sure we're getting all the inventory over to them. Um, yesterday, I worked with them on making sure that like the email no- notifications look good. Um, what needs to be included in every packet, all those little things that go into it, just making sure we're good to go for mid-November. And then I've, I'll be working on kind of sending out more emails. So like next week, I have an email scheduled to go out to all participants to check their addresses to make sure that their address is still accurate from the time they signed up. Make sure you read it and you check your yes, address. Because if you have the wrong address, your packet's going to the wrong place. Exactly. So um, yeah, well, I, I'll be a lot on um, gobbles. Um, also, sorry, something to think about with the address. If you are planning on doing the gobbles run with family and you're traveling to some to your family's home for Thanksgiving and you might be staying there for a few days that week, it might be helpful to put their address in and have the packet shipped to their home just so you don't have to pack it or you yeah. don't forget about it or Especially. it doesn't arrive when you're not home and it goes missing. 
So definitely think about where you plan on doing this run, you know, since it is a holiday run, and consider putting the, that address in. That's a really good idea. Um, I might actually tailor the email to do that <laughs> next week. So remind me after we get done podcasting. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like a lot of my focus has been there, and then I can't help but start looking ahead to 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us at Sourfish Events, I know we just talked about the industry as a whole, but what, like, where do you kind of see us, like, number, are we going to have any in-person events? Um, what, how, what's the future for virtual runs? And again, this is, I'm going to preface all this with what you're about to say, that this is all us literally sitting around a table, podcasting, spitballing. This is anything in planned. Yeah. Um, it's a tough question. I think, you know, this year we were slated to have 19 events. It was going, I'm sorry, 21 events. Last year was 19. This year was going to be 21, and it was going to be the largest event season we've ever had. Um, as we had the largest, and the year before that, we had 11. So we really we really jumped over the past few years. And sadly, I don't, I don't see us having 21 or 22 or 23 or however many events we, wanted, we originally planned on having in 2021. I don't see that happening. Yeah, I think, you know, for a variety of reasons why we would not try and do that. First of all, um, we have no idea where we'll be able to host events. I think it's going to yeah. be very dependent upon like local health guidelines, um, you know, jurisdictions, all that. You the know, number of people we're able to have at them. Yeah, like... because again, as we said, like it takes time and money to make these events happen amongst other things. And we, again, we've been doing our events since 2012. We want to be here for a long time and we want to make sure that if we're putting on in-person events next year, that they are safe, which requires, you know, it requires money, frankly, mm-hmm. to make sure to add in extra steps not having as many people at the races, all that's going to factor into what we can and can't do. Yeah. Um, and again, this is just us literally talking about it out loud because frankly, we haven't had the the conversation quite yet because yeah. we're still f- so focused on... On um, Gordies and Gobbles for yeah. this year. But I mean, you know, we had a very successful virtual run this year. Everybody really just... you all, um, When we did have to cancel all the events, we didn't hear too much too much backlash about it at all which we were one of the lucky ones i think so thank you but yeah i mean we'll we'll play it by ear we'll see what we have to do but i think you know we have a very strong virtual community so i we're definitely bringing the virtual run back for next year yeah it's just whether since 2016 yeah it's not going anywhere it's just a matter of whether or not and where we can host in-person events so 20 roller coaster everyone in the united states and probably the world and I know for sure it's been a roller coaster of emotions here at Sourfish Events. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, judging by the room right now between the two of us, especially talking about all the events that we, yeah, yeah. Um, let's just kind of like have a little bit of fun, ask some off the wall questions, and you know, bring up the mood a little bit. So. Okay. First of all, I have a question for you. I'm not even going to put a date, but let's say once life gets back to normal, and by that I mean you can go, there's no, you know, restrictions per se. Things are back to, you know, how they were in January of this year. What are you most looking forward to doing? Just say, like, imagine, like, it's, like, whatever afternoon or evening. What are you going to do? I can't wait to – I want to go to Broadway. I want to go see a show. Um, I want to do 
all of the New York things that we moved here to, to do and we haven't gotten to do. Um, so Broadway was probably like my first thing. I remember right before we moved, I didn't go see Mean Girls when it was in Chicago. And I my thought was, I don't really have time right now. Uh, we were going on a trip and I was like, I don't have time. Let's, I'll see it when I get to New York. Well, <laughs> it's going to be a minute. But yeah, I want to I wanna go to Broadway. I want to go do all the things, go to a baseball game. I don't know, <laughs> like anything with people like Facebook or Instagram, like right when it, when all this first happened and she was just like, I can't wait to go to a club. Like, I don't care. Just pack me in like people to people, like shoulder to shoulder. Just like, let's do it. And I'm like, you know, I hate clubs, but yeah, I can't wait. That yeah. sounds fun. <laughs> the idea of like going in there and like socializing it'd be hot and, and sweaty yeah. and music loud and you're annoyed because you can't can't get move, to the bathroom can't get or... to the bathroom can't get to the bathroom. yeah sounds great <laughs> i'm looking forward to just being able to like after on a friday after work um just moseying up to like a small hole in the wall bar mm-hmm. sitting at the bar top yep getting a plate of wings and drinking a cold beer and not having that worry around me of like are people around me like judging me because i'm here is it right. safe to be here like all those all those thoughts that if you've gone to a restaurant since all this has started, um, it's not nearly, in my opinion, as enjoyable as it once was. So I just can't wait to nonchalantly just be walking and be like, oh, I'm going to pop into this bar, sit at the bar top, have a beer, talk to the bartender, have human interaction. Yeah, human interaction. Um, hopefully, like, you know, and tomorrow, um, Ohio State football is back and Ooh. I'm a big Buckeye fan as an alum. Mm-hmm. And... I can't wait to be able to go to like a sports bar and cheer and cheer and be loud. <laughs> and again, like I just picture back when we lived in Chicago, we used to go to Woody's to watch all the games and that place is just, it's such a fun environment. Yeah. And, um, you felt like you were at the game, but you were warm inside of a bar restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. Um, hollering for another beer and yeah. trying to flag down your waiter or waitress. But um, I'm excited for that. That's something that I look forward to. And I know it's going to come back some point. Yep. I just don't know when. For sure. I agree. And I also, I'm, I'm excited to go in a studio since that's not allowed here yet. Everyone listening here, well, <laughs> we can't yet, but hopefully soon. So I'm optimistic it's going to be soon and I can't wait because then I can go do like early morning workouts. It's going to be great. All right. So <laughs> another question for you, looking ahead. So let's not jump into 2021, okay. but let's get out of fall for one moment. Mm-hmm. Christmas time, what kind of food or treats or drinks? Like, I know, like, you know, we've, you know, talked all pumpkin spice all fall. Um, what are you looking forward to as far as, like, eating or drinking-wise come I have Christmas a tradition. Time? So as soon as Gordy's Pumpkin Run ends, the first thing I do, like, this is typically at our in-person events. The first thing I do is we leave the in-person event, and then I go get, I go to Starbucks and I get a pumpkin, not pumpkin, a, <laughs> a, don't do that. I get a peppermint mocha and um, I just think it's so good. So it, that kicks off the holiday season for me. So this year, you know, I'll do that um, on, I'll, I won't do it till after Thanksgiving now, after gobbles <laughs> ends. Yeah. We, but I, um, I think I'm, I'm just excited for Christmas time and with I hope that New York has the decorations up and everything, and I think the Bryant Park Christmas thing will be open. So, um, very excited for that, and then to go, of course, see the tree at Rockefeller Center. Candy canes. Yep. Interesting. I do too, but I really like the um, like the really small, like miniature sized ones. Yeah, I mean it's not as much of a commitment. Yeah, they're I think nice. I like like <laughs> the how you can like 
bite into them right away. So I guess like the big candy canes, like our normal size. Yeah, candy it's like canes. more of like a little peppermint snack yeah. than a sticky cane that drips all over your fingers yeah. and gets um, is messy. So I'm looking forward to that come Christmas time. Um, I know we're way off topic now talking about Christmas, but hey, let's roll with it. Do it you makes like, me happy. <laughs> do you like uh, peppermint bark? Yeah, my mom makes really good peppermint bark, so that's something I'm looking forward to. Yes, yes. Nance, if you're listening. Shout out to Nance. <laughs> um, is it pecan pie or pecan pie? Pecan. 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 Okay. But no, I don't really care for it. Okay. What is, like, build, you're at Christmas dinner, lunch, or whatever you want to say, what are you putting on your plate? I don't know. Probably ham. A Christmas ham. Um the casserole of sorts, like my mom makes a, it's either, there's always a sweet potato one, I think. And there's also like this pineapple and like cornflake kind of thing. That's really good. I don't know. That probably sounds gross to people, but it's really good. Um, vegetables. Is stuffing a Christmas thing? I think so. Yeah. I, think I like rolls stuffing. Really okay. As is mashed potatoes. Yeah. Okay. I like both of those things. Um, or if we're just having breakfast or something, you know, like, um, Again, with the casserole, love a good breakfast casserole. Do you like green bean casserole? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Do good. you? Is that like the only casserole you like? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a big casserole guy, but I do enjoy green bean casserole. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's comforting, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. What Take about back. cranberry sauce? Not a big fan. Okay. I know there's like a lot of, con- not controversy, maybe... I don't know. People I don't like, hate it, but if it's like coming out of a can, I don't well, really see, that's like. Well, see, that's where the controversy is. People, a lot of people love the canned cranberry sauce. It's and, just, I find it weird. Well, but you like box stuffing, and a lot of people would say. That's true. Like, a lot of people would say, no, that's not great. That's fantastic. But, yeah, I know uh, canned cranberry sauce is one of those, like, contentious points. Um, looking at this list, I brought up a, a list of like Christmas foods just to like, cause I'm so focused on Thanksgiving right now. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Turkey is on there. So Turkey and ham stuffing, uh, canned yams, um, candy canes, a Yule log. Uh, do we talk about, um, eggnog? Do you like eggnog? I don't think I've ever had it. Huh? Have you? Uh, no, I don't oh. think so. I think we I should try it this year. Yeah. I just don't know a lot about it. Like, I think what it's it... a mental thing for me in pre- like for the past uh, 35 years is I just thought it was liquid eggs. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> so it could be, I don't know, but I think we should we can try, it. try it this year. Okay. Um, speaking of being hungry, we do need to head out. Um, for you guys that are listening, we're recording this around lunchtime yes. on Friday. So Courtney, what are we doing? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Um, a brewery just opened on the street from our office. It's literally two blocks away. It's called Torch and Crown, and it's Manhattan's first brewery. Um, and it has significance to it, like to I guess to me. <laughs> um, during quarantine, like they were doing local like beer deliveries, and we had never had their beer prior to moving here. But they would deliver beer to you with under like in under an hour, and it just it got us through. I sound like an alcoholic. It got us through the like dark days of quarantine, just having like. A yes. beer with friends on on like video chat or FaceTime or something, but it was great. And now, um, so they spent the past like seven months now building out their space and like lowering tanks in through the roof and all kinds of crazy stuff to make a brewery actually exist in Manhattan because it's so cramped here that 
you don't you don't really see it. Yeah, so today's their opening day for the actual like inside, inside and outside. Inside and outside. They're opening to the public for the first time ever today. And we figured, you know, it's been um it's been a week with, you know, just a lot going on and just like so so busy over here that let's let's take some time out for the team. We've hit some milestones this year and it's really important for us to celebrate those. So we're gonna take a, the three of us out to lunch, grab some drinks, and have a great Friday. Yeah, so with that, I think uh, it's time to sign off. So, Courtney. All right, well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. It's been a lovely having another episode of The Fish Fry, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.